The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, our top story this week is the Aquaman film. We have quite a bit of news on the Aquaman film. It's been greenlit for a sequel already, and it hasn't even come out yet. Well, it hasn't come out in the States yet. And to go along with that, the first reviews are in. It's got currently a 79% on the Rotten Tomato scale, which is very good. I'm encouraged. I think we talked about it before. I think initially I was so-so on it, but as it's coming closer, it looks looks good. Looks good. Yeah, it's looking good. It's getting a lot of the same thing. It, it's a fun ride. It, it's enjoyable. It's all these all these things that you want out of a movie. And uh, I read something today about James Wan saying that you know technically it's not part of the DCEU and what? what he meant by that. Well, yeah, I know. That's why I said when I clicked the headline. But I read it, and he, he was really more talking about how they didn't use it to set up a bunch of Easter eggs or to set up another movie. So oh. I don't know that they mentioned anything that happened in Justice League, or I don't know. I mean, I don't know when the movie takes place before Justice League or before any of the other movies. So it's kind of independent, and I think that's smart because that's if you think about it, that's what they did with Wonder Woman. So they're trying to distance distance themselves from Justice League, and I think DC has maybe figured out that maybe the way to go is just have really good solo movies with their stable of heroes, you know. Yeah. And not try to push the Marvel formula. Because that's what they did with Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and all this other stuff. And frankly, look, I believe up and down in my heart of hearts, you know, giving the reins to Snyder is what caused all these problems. His vision is not, and it's not his fault, Snyder's fault, in the sense that Snyder gave you the movie you, you would think Snyder would give you. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, you that's knew exactly what, what you were liked. getting. Right. So he, it's not like he went against type, but. What a reason they thought maybe because of the success of the Dark Knight, DC thought, oh well, all our heroes going to be dark, and who can do heroes dark? Well, Zack Snyder. Um, yeah, but you know, before like say these Marvel movies came out, I would say some of the Marvel movies were kind of dark, like the X Men franchise. They were darker than than I guess what the current Marvel films are like. Right. So you know, I, I guess he was just kind of doing what he was normally doing, but. The new Marvel movies just really changed the tone. Right. And I think with the Snyderverse, he just had a fundamental misunderstanding of what makes these heroes heroes, like Batman, Superman. Yeah. And um, he just took it too far. And with Patty Jenkins' take on Wonder Woman being successful, oh, and don't forget, Suicide Squad made a lot of money, but it, it got panned critically and by the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, it really kind of made DC. See, and this is all just my opinion, made DCC what, like, when you stick true to what the hero is, like, you could change the, you could change the costume a bit, you could, you know, there's a lot of things about a hero, the hero you can change, but when you change their, their core, who, mm-hmm. who did, especially DC, they've been around, what, 75 years at this point, if yeah. not closer to 100, you know, you can't, you can't just change who Superman, Batman are fundamentally and expect to, the audience to respond to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I think, think we're seeing with Aquaman their second attempt of 
hey, let's just get these characters right, you know. I think with Batman and Superman, what makes them tough to make is that there have been we've seen so many different variations of those characters, you know. So I, I guess like all of us have this understanding of what we think Superman should be, and then when you get a departure from that, it doesn't sit well, you know. Versus Wonder Woman, I mean, the last time you really saw a live action Wonder Woman was back, <laughs> you know, seventies, right? And Aquaman wasn't there like this spoof a long time ago with. You know, Adam West of the Justice League. Well, there was the, uh, I don't think Aquaman was harder. He talked about, uh, about that show. There was like a two TV movies or something. Yeah, that was quality. Oh, that was awful. It's on um, <laughs> DC Universe and I watched them and it's, it's, I remember seeing them as a kid and liking them, but I think it was just the fact that they were live action heroes. Yeah, yeah. But I rewatched them. They're awful. What was that show? Was it called the Hall of Justice or something? It was called, uh, I don't know. Oh, challenge no. of the no, not challenge of the super friends. I forgot. I can find out a little okay. later. All right. So yeah. So th- um, this Momo is the first you know live Aquaman we've seen. So it gives they, they have the opportunity to work with a cleaner slate. Well, no, there was an Aquaman in Smallville. Don't forget him. Oh come on. What? <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to see this. And look, we we've been saying it a lot since we've had our podcast since we started the show. We root for DC to make good movies. Oh yeah, they they just keep letting us down. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, we know. I've never wanted any of these comic book movies to fail. I'm, I've never actively rooted against superhero movies because, again, we've said it before. You and I are old enough to know that we're living in a really golden age of of, of comic book movies. We lived through a period where we never got comic book movies, and when we did, you paid money to watch them because you might never get another one if that one didn't do good. That's you know? right. Yeah. I mean, I watched the. David Hasselhoff Shield <laughs> a show, you know that show, the Gen X Generation X that Fox put out. Sure. They put out a TV movie. Oh, I've seen some awful, awful things. <laughs> sure, yeah, we sacrifice yeah. ourselves. We, remember, you and I would say we we gotta go just to support it, so we right. can get something big in the end. Exactly. Yeah, but Aquaman's doing well. It hasn't, uh, you know, released here in the U.S., but uh, over in China, it's breaking records. It's already made a hundred million, well, close to a hundred million dollars as My of God. two days ago. So yeah, that's huge. Did it just open this past Friday? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's doing slightly better than what Wonder Woman did. Wonder Woman opened up at ninety three point six. Aquaman's it's, it's it's a it's a tsunami. What did we just report recently? We've been reporting recently. Oh, Venom was killing it, right? <laughs> yeah, it still is. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's nuts. Nuts. One hundred and seven. Four days in China. One hundred seven point six five million. Dig, all right, so let's let's play prognosticators. Does it make a hundred million or close to hundred million this weekend? Yeah. Oh, so? you mean U.S. sales us? alone? Yeah, U.S. sales alone? Not this yes. weekend. Next weekend. Next week. Uh, oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I don't think it's, it's there's no competition. What's the big movie this month? It's going to be Aquaman and maybe Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, I think they're open the same weekend. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. It might cut into it. Yeah. So I mean, it might two. not hit 100 million. Yeah. In the U.S. over the, over next weekend. Mm. Yeah. Good, but, good Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. But if you're like me and Alan and have Amazon Prime, you're going to get to see Aquaman this Saturday. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, December 15th. Yeah, Al and I are going to see Aquaman separately, but we're, <laughs> we're going to see Aquaman, and then yeah. we will be uh, we will be discussing our thoughts about the film on Sunday's show. That will either drop Sunday or Monday. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait, and even if I have to kill the movie, I can't wait. I don't think I will. 
because there, there's a cathartic feeling when I have to kill a movie, you know, <laughs> like Last Jedi is very cathartic. I think this is DC's moment. You know, they're going to take Aquaman and it's they're, they're swinging for the fences. This is the redemption movie for them. So I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, but the, yeah. Yeah. And then we got Shazam and then nothing till 2020. Yeah. From DC. Nice. They're, they're certainly going to slow burn this time around. <laughs> You know, with Aquaman and Venom doing so well, I think it really contrasts to how bad Han Solo was. When you think about like the whole grand scheme of things, you would think these pop culture movies are all, you know, doing relatively super successful. And then you get a movie with Han Solo tanking in China where, you know, that's where you see a big chunk of the money and they just poo-pooed it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how many people didn't go see Han Solo. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I mean, Ant-Man opened in China with $105 million. Yeah. Chinese you know, love their superhero movies. They, they do. You know, they, they like the Star Wars. They like the superhero movies. But uh, Han Solo, boy. Alan, you know what time it is? It's time to hit it. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alan. Yo. Golden Globe nomination just came out. Really? And... I think for the first time, I'm pretty sure, a comic book movie, unless The Dark Knight was, a comic book movie was nominated for Best Picture at the Golden Globes. You want to guess what? which one it was? Well, you know what it is. Dang it. I know what it is. <laughs> I got to stop prepping you before the show. <laughs> if I want you to guess. The Black Panther, Alan, was nominated for Best Picture at Golden Globe. Wakanda forever. Wow. Now, what makes this significant is that usually the Best Picture nominations for the Golden Globes get Best Picture nominations for the Oscars. Hmm. And that's the big one to see if they if Black Panther gets a nomination at the Oscars for Best Picture. Uh, and the Golden Globes, unlike the well, no, the Oscars does do this actually now. Uh, they also have a Best Picture, Best Animated Picture, and three genre movies, Incredibles 2, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse were all nominated for Best Animated Picture. So let me ask you, you said this is for the uh, Golden Globes, right? Yes. Do you think Black Panther is, you know, best movie for yourself? For me? Yeah. No. I mean, not what I traditionally think of when I think of best movie or best picture movies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, it was it was good. I don't think it's best picture of the year. I guess it's tough to do a comic movie. I think the closest you'd come to would be the Batman, you know, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, I, I would say I would lean towards that more than, you know, recently for a right. picture. And I liked I really liked the Black Panther. I mean, I really liked it. Yeah. But I loved Infinity War. <laughs> you know, all the feels, dude, all the feels. So do you, do you think what, Infinity War suffers because it's not a complete movie? I, I don't know. Because I, it, I think, it, I think it, it's a not a standalone other, movie. You need to watch 10 years of movies to get it. That's true too, and I think I, there's there was a much heavier push to get the Black Panther nominated in a lot of different categories. And I think they're doing that for the Oscars too. Well, here's the thing, and we spoke about it when we when we did our Black Panther show. But the Black Panther really hit along a lot of different levels for a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. Yes, and it became part of the zeitgeist of of, of the country. I mean, it was amazing what Black Panther was doing in the, at the box office. Yeah, and. And they made all that money. If you were only allowed to have one comic book movie in Best Picture, for me, I would have chosen Infinity War. I thought it was just a better 
picture. But you're right. It, you know, there's 10 years of buildup, too. It's it's a even though it's not a complete movie in terms of ending the story. Yeah. And it, there was a 10 year buildup, which the Black Panther was part of. You know, Black yes. Panther was the last movie released before. I meant last Marvel movie released before Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. And it played what well, kind of played a big part in the movie too, right? So here, here's what it's going up against drama wise. Okay. Black Klansman, uh, I did not see. Bohemian Rhapsody, I did not see. If Beale Street could talk, never heard of that one. A Star Is Born, I did not see. Oh, I heard that uh, one was good though. I think that yeah, it's supposed to be good. Two, yeah. two, Lady four, Gaga, five. I think. Right, but Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought got mixed reviews, and Black Klansman was supposed to be really, really, really good. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. So those are the five. Um, That's it. Nominated. Yeah, hey, Black like, Panther has a chance. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got a twenty percent chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it's because they break it up. So that's drama. Then there's musical or comedy. Then there's uh, animated. So there's three different movie best nice. movie categories. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for. I mean, that's huge, right? If if Disney can pull off a best picture on a comic book movie, maybe right. that would sway a lot of you know other A list Hollywood people to to jump on board the bandwagon. Well, this is also my thought with Endgame coming out. If Endgame is as good or better than Infinity War, mm-hmm. maybe for the twenty nineteen, yeah, Oscars, it gets nominated and it gets the the win in the way the Lord of the Rings, you know how they didn't, they waited until that trilogy was done before they gave yes. Peter Jackson his, his cause look, he could have definitely won with the first movie. Oh you yeah. Know, best director, best picture and all that stuff. Sure. But I think they waited till the trilogy was over to give him his, cause frankly, the made the two towers is a better movie out of the, yes, it's a better movie than return of the King, but that's the one that won best picture, best director. Yeah. That kind of things. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they're doing that. Maybe they're like, all right, let, let Marvel finish telling their story. Because how does how do the Russo brothers get not get nominated for best directing? One of the since Civil War, I mean Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and now Endgame. These guys don't deserve a director award. Come on. Yeah, they they made the biggest difference in in Marvel movies. The the quality of movies just went up because they had. A lot of their movies that they, they that they created had stakes to it, you know, like that that fear that they're not going to succeed. Where right. the other and films, you just kind of knew they're going to make it out okay. And they and they also made them more than comic book movies. You know, we've talked about how Captain America works as like a spy thriller. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Civil War has political things going on in it. You know, they just I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, of course I'm biased, but <laughs> you got to throw them. And if Endgame is as good as If Any War or better, which I think it's going to be better. Yeah. You got to give him something. Guys, give him something. You got to give him something. The Excelsior Award. How about there that? you go. All right. All right. Wicked. Disney is making a lot of money. You want to know how much money? A million dollars? <laughs> Seven billion dollars. Led by, what? of course, <laughs> Infinity War and Black Panther. They they are making lots of money. And get this, it's not even the highest uh, year. Back in 2016, they made Disney made $7.6 billion right there. So, holy crap. You, you looked up the films that came out in 2016, right? Right. Yeah, what were they again? Uh, we had Captain America Civil War. Uh-huh. Zootopia, Rogue Finding One. Dory, Rogue One, and was that it? 
I think that was. I think yeah, he had like four movies. There four or five in the top five. Right? That's insane. Oh, uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book made a lot of money. Oh yeah, sure did. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, huge. So they, yeah. So what did they have this year? They had. Let me see. They had Infinity War, Black Panther, Solo. <laughs> oh, you got to include Solo. It's still Disney. Okay. <laughs> Solo. <laughs> Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah. He got Mary Poppins still coming out also. Right, yeah. Their years aren't even over yet. <laughs> it's not um, even over. Uh, wait. What came out? Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And wasn't there a Pixar movie this year? Incredibles 2? Is that this year? Yeah, Incredibles yeah. 2. Yeah. Oh, my God. How did this year not beat out 2016? <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. The heck of a lot of money. What is a chunk of change. Yeah. And, and Disney theme parks prices are still going up <laughs> damn it <laughs> come on give me a break that's funny all right quick it quick it. all right speaking of dc movies as we were a few quick hits ago uh there there's a plastic man movie in development alan what two questions okay did anybody ask for this <laughs> no second question seriously did anybody ask for this <laughs> Why plastic, man? Well, we talked about this before. Remember, they're, they're, they're going to do a, a Blue Beetle? Oh, yeah. They're doing really obscure. Well, they no, are leaning into their B-level characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Shazam, Blue Beetle, Plastic <gasps> Man. But yeah. This isn't the just. Remember the, the Justice League? Um, International? International, where Batman punches Guy Gardner in the face. Right. Was Plastic Man uh, part of that group? I'm sure he was eventually. Oh, maybe they're doing that. Uh, a funny one? <laughs> sure. We'll see. Yeah, so Plastic Man and, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, after reported, they're putting, there looks like Flash and what was the other one? Maybe the, the next Batman movie? I forgot. The Flash is something else. We're on back burner now. Okay. Yeah, why they're moving forward with these, uh, I mean, B-C-less characters. Who knows? But, well, but look course, what Marvel did. Guardians of the Galaxy. When they said that, I was thinking, man, this is, is going to be Marvel's first bust. Right. And boom. Ant-Man the Wasp. Ant-Man. I was like, oh, man. So, who knows? Yeah, look at Venom. Uh, look, we'll go see it, of course. Look at yeah. Venom. That's going to be our new standard. Every time, every time we don't believe something. Well, look at Venom. All right. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I still let it go. I think we saw the wrong movie. I don't know. <laughs> and we saw a rough cut. I, don't I mean, it's not a bad movie. I feel, and I feel bad saying that because I'm like, I don't want people to think I thought it was a bad movie. Yeah, it was a, an almost billion dollar movie. Yeah, it was very entertaining, but not not <laughs> for the amount of money it's making now. But yeah, yeah. All right, let's get off that. I'm back. All right, all right, quick, quick. Avengers Endgame, Jonathan. We're in the Endgame now. As you I've know, heard of it. <laughs> the trailer came out last week, and it broke a record. Most views in 24 hours at 289 million views in 24 hours. That's insane. Well, 200 million were just you and I, and <laughs> 89 million were everybody else. I can't believe that's so many. That's a big number, dude. That is a big number. 289 views. And check it out. 289 million views. We 
I would say, you know, personally, I think I was more excited for the Infinity War trailer, and that was two hundred thirty million. So, you know, two eighty nine, like wow, holy! Infinity crap. War only got two hundred thirty. Yeah, two thirty million wow. for Infinity War. Yeah, which is insane. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Alan, on the side, quick hit. Yep. I'd like to report that the Nerdme YouTube channel has their latest, our latest video has hit a record. Oh, really? You yeah, you like to hear it? Yeah. In seven months, our video is hit 61 views. That's a record for a seven-month period on our channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was hard. You hear our footsteps end game? We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're only 220 million. No, wait. Yeah, that number is why I can't even do the number. <laughs> That's fun. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, go to YouTube, watch our, our videos. Nerd you know, me. I could swear Podcast. every time a, a movie comes out and a trailer comes out, I always hear, oh, this one broke a record for whatever we're reviews. I'm like, really? It seems like every movie someone's saying that. Yeah, so maybe in 10 years we'll be reporting that the trailer for Secret Invasion Part 2 has broken 1 billion views. <laughs> uh, you never know. 10 years from now. I hope I have a better microphone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Quickie. Alan. What? Speaking of the Avengers. Okay. Uh, the Russo brothers have officially told us what the name of what people were referring to Thanos as snap. Yeah. They're referring to it as the snapping, but the, uh, <laughs> which I liked, which I liked. Yeah. But the Russo brothers said that uh, in the, in the movie, in Endgame, it would be referred to as the decimation, which is much more, uh, very dramatic, ominous than the snapping. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, from what's snapping in? I like that. <laughs> from, so from henceforth, we shall, Referred to as the decimation. Oh boy, ah, very dramatic. Yeah. All right. Did they mm-hmm. refer to that in uh, the comic books? I don't think so. No, I don't know. Actually, in the comic books, they really don't really make a big deal out of the snap at all. Well, they, yeah, because I don't think it lasted very long. Yeah. Right. Just like snap, and then oh my god, where'd everybody go? They're going to kill half us. Let's fight him and punch him until he we turn time back or whatever they did. Yeah. I forgot how they got it back. <laughs> Okay. I forgot how to head back. Right, quick hit. Quick hit. The Punisher Season 2 is debuting this January on Netflix. And Jessica Jones will be coming out sometime uh, next year. So we got two more Netflix movies. You know, report upon report that I've been reading, it, it sounds like they're done after this. You it's know, over, Johnny. It's over, Johnny. Yeah. Once, once these guys are done, no more Marvel stuff. Yeah, so, and I also uh, saw a report saying that the uh, canceled Netflix shows will be in limbo for at least two years. Oh, you mean, oh, I wonder if that's like a like a contract thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if that means they can't use the characters for two years or the actual shows are going to be in limbo. Like, they're not going sh- to, you think they'll pull the shows off of a... Oh, they you mean... They off of Netflix, right? I see what you mean. You mean to say that... It's going to run on Netflix for a couple years before Disney can touch him for do, uh, for Disney Plus. 
Right. There's reportedly a two-year moratorium on using the characters for non-Netflix series, mm. even for Disney+. Plus. Mm. The, original, the original deal for Marvel Netflix shows was said to include a clause preventing the characters Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones from showing up in any non-Netflix series or film for at least two years after cancellation. Okay. Is, uh, yeah, all right. That's fine. Give us two years to... Well, let me ask you this. Let's say two years had passed... And let's say Disney Plus will continue with these uh, franchises. Do you go with Charlie Cox still? No, you'd have to go younger. You'd have to go. They'd probably, because if they're going to put them in the movies, are you talking about the movies or a TV show? Uh, I'm assuming that, oh, well, that's true. Why am I assuming that they're only going to be Disney Plus? Right. Huh. I would, you know, it's weird. I, 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 I think like when I think Disney Plus and and movies though, that the they're kind of interchangeable, aren't they? Well, the thing with Daredevil, if they make a movie, they have to do the origin again because he's not that well known. It's yeah. not like Spider Man or Batman. We're like, all right, we get it. Uncle Ben dies. All right, we get it. Yeah. Martha, Martha's pearls get ripped off her neck. Right. You know, you have to do Daredevil's origin. I gotta think. Mm-hmm. If it's two years, and and this is the thing too, because the Netflix shows are on Netflix, so why would Disney? do like a season three or four of Daredevil with Charlie Cox in two years. Right. Where you'd have to go to Netflix to watch the first three seasons, you know? Right. Hmm. So I think everybody gets recast. I think the people we love, I mean, it'd be nice if Vincent D'Onofrio could come back at least. But yeah. Who knows? Well. Yep. All right. All right. Quick In the Snake Eyes origin story, Ray Park will not be playing Snake Eyes. A director stated that it's an origin story, so he'll have to be younger. And unfortunately, Ray Park is not. He's obviously older than he was when he played (laughs) Snake Eyes the first time. I think it's good. I mean, Ray Park as an actor, I mean, frankly, never seen him act for real. We just saw him do martial arts. I don't know why it doesn't mean he can't be in the suit, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, what do I know? I just work here. No, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah, Ray Park. Great hit. Alan, this past weekend, the CWDC shows did their annual crossover. It was called Elseworlds, and it was it, I was actually very uh, pleased with it. Mm. But they teased, and I think it's the first time they've done this, they teased next year's crossover. Oh, wow. You know it's going to be? Yeah. And this is, Elseworlds was a direct kind of prequel to it, too. Okay. That, so it's going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, wow. And this Elseworlds had the monitor in it, had the psycho pirate in it. Okay. And um, it ends with the psycho pirate saying, he's in Arkham and he says, Worlds will live, worlds will die, the universe will never be the same, which is a direct quote from the comic book. Ooh. Oh, and there's a scene in, in the third episode where. Supergirl and the Flash have to do something, you know, to save save the world. Mm-hmm. And Superman, he's like, I've seen the future. You know, it's a long story, but he says, like, I saw what happens to you in the future. And he goes, you're both going to die. <laughs> I'm like, that happened in Crisis. <laughs> Supergirl and Flash died in Crisis. All right. And nobody was with me, so nobody heard me say that. <laughs> so, yes, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Now i got to wait a whole year for that. Okay. That sounds like that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Click it. And finally, Alan Scott Derrickson, director of Doctor Strange Two, is officially been announced to 
to be director of Doctor Strange 2. Did I say Doctor Strange 2? <laughs> yeah. I did, didn't I? Yeah. That crap. It was well. cute. I like that. No, Why do jerky. you think of all the mov- of all the Marvel movies? This one, you know, you like listen, Venom is still out and they're already talking about sequels. Aquaman, they're talking about sequels. Why do you think Doctor Strange took so long to, to get any mention? I don't know, because they didn't I don't know. Because they didn't officially did they officially announce Black Panther 2? I think they did. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's very odd. I mean it's not odd, it makes sense. Because they're they're Marvel is keeping their post Endgame plans very close to the vest. Hmm. That's why. That's why I think because I think after this movie comes out and we know what happens, to everybody. Right. I think they're gonna have a huge presence at San Diego Comic Con because they weren't they didn't show up that last year's. Right. This year's. Yes, sir, yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna have a huge presence. They're gonna announce all sorts of craziness. I think. Hmm. They're gonna let all this information. Like they they have to announce X Men and Fantastic Four. Not Fantastic Four. Yeah. 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 Right? Excellent, fantastic four plans. I would think at, at Comic Con this year. July. I would think. You hopes? Yeah. Uh, quick, quick hit that I forgot to mention to you earlier. Sure. So I saw Spider Man Enter the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. On a what's that called? Advanced screening over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's really good. It's a really good movie. Who directed it? <laughs> Sorry. The Russo brothers. <laughs> All right. What do you give it? One out of ten. Sisters. Uh, I will give it a hard eight. Oh, hard eight. I like. I liked it a lot. You know, coming out of it, I was like, eh, but I thought about it. It's it's a good movie. It's it's funny. It's well made. It's it's leans totally into comic book geekiness, but you don't need to know all the stuff. You know, like it. it it had enough in there to make me happy as a longtime fan, like callbacks and Easter eggs. Okay. But you don't need you don't need that background to enjoy the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a question for it. you. Yeah. This Spider-Man movie is based upon Miles Morales. No. Is it based upon? Yeah, he's kind of the central character. Okay. Yeah, no. it, yeah. It's about him getting his powers, and but there is a there is a multiverse aspect to it. He meets. Like Peter Parker, Spider-Man helps him. Spider Gwen, right. Peter Porker, Spider Ham, okay. Spider-Man Noir, uh, and and they're all introduced, and you all you get all their backstories in a really kind of fun way that doesn't like bog it down with too much exposition. Okay, it's just good. I mean, if you're looking for something to do with your daughter on a Saturday, I'd go see it. All right, yeah, I like sure. it. Okay. So, Alan, that's ends quick hits, but that does not end the week in geek because we have a special report from Ellen, our game board review anchor. I don't know. Yes. Stick with the news thing. Anchor. Yes. Uh, as you know, she was at Steel City Con in Monroeville, Pennsylvania this past weekend, and she did an interview with a uh, gaming gentleman, um, pretty much about why we should care about board gaming and why we should get back into it if we are not currently into it. All right. So let's uh, hear what Ellen has to say. Okay. Uh, this is Ellen from Geek Night Cafe, and I'm here with my best friend, Phil, from Game Masters game in... <laughs> I did it. I did. No, I did it slower. I did. I almost did Gamers Master, and I don't know where that came from. Oh, anyway. 
anyway, so here I am. <laughs> I'm here with my, my right. buddy Phil right. at, with Game Masters over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he owns a fantastic game store over there. And I wanted to talk to him a little about why people would want to come in and play the kinds of games that we play. Well, we all know Yahtzee and Monopoly and stuff like that, but I wanted to approach Phil and talk to him a little bit about why we want to play these types of games. Well, I mean, first, why wouldn't you? But <laughs> I mean, come I to my think, store, right? Exactly. But the, you know, the thing is, is that you're right. Everybody plays, everybody plays Monopoly and all that stuff. And then they, they look at these games, and there's, I think, it's an intimidation factor and everything. You think so? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's interesting about the games is, is, and what they don't seem to understand is, they're games designed for you to play them, right? Why are you intimidated? We have games of all levels from intro to expert. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea, come in, talk to me, talk to somebody, talk to your friends, because everybody is a, you know, everybody's, a, you know, half the people you know are closet gamers, right? True, it is they're, true. And they're playing these games. The games are designed for you to play them. There's all kinds of resources for you to play them. And why do you want to play these games? Well, look, we've all played those games like Monopoly and Life and Candyland, and they're, they're killing you. Right. Right. They're all games. You know, they're 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 all binary games. They're all games binary. that deal with yeah, binary. They're all that's like, a good name. What, how, why is, what do you mean by binary? It's like you have a choice. I buy or I don't buy. I take it or I don't take it. I, okay. I move. You know, it's all a choice. Okay. Well, most of the games that you're dealing with here, they're multiple choice. It's not the what well, is the right thing to do. It's what is the best thing to do right now. Oh, that's, okay. That's a great way to put it. Multiple choice. I like that. So that's where that's that's all strategy is. What's the best thing I can do now? The strategy isn't some like difficult thing. It's just trying to figure out what the best move right now is. And people think, oh, well, these games aren't for me. Why aren't they for you? Right? Right. Well, they're not for your kids. Why aren't they? Oh, those are all complex games. I have games for three-year-olds. <laughs> I have games for seven-year-old, ten-year-old. You think there'd be some here that would like replace the Candyland that has driven me nuts oh. for years? Oh my God! <laughs> if I have to play Monopoly, Monotony. I mean Monopoly one more time. Uh -huh. I can, but no, I mean, and people come in and like, well, I don't know if my kid's ready for these games. I'm like, what do you mean? I have, I have a game I can take off the shelf that's that's three and up. But That's incredible. Who wouldn't have known that? I wouldn't have known that. I would have gone over to, you know, a, a, a department store. Mm -hmm. and, but you know what the best thing is? The best thing is, is the games themselves, they're, they're designed, it, it's, it's not boring. So if I have to play Candyland, I'll kill myself if I have to play Candyland. <laughs> but you know what? I can sit down with my friends who are, I don't want to tell you how old I am. Who? Don't tell me how old you are. <laughs> I'll, t I'll have to tell you how old I am. And we can take a Forbidden Island game or a Forbidden Desert or something, and we can sit down and play it, and it's a great game. Mm -hmm. But I can take that same game, and I can play it with a seven-year-old and still have a great time. And they'll beat the snot out of you, Oh, they will too. every time. Every time. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> of course, but the thing is, is people don't understand that. Why wouldn't I want a game that engages me as much as my seven-year-old? Yes. And like, like you said... It's not a game they, they, they're automatically going to lose. Where I have to, why should I torture myself with a game this point? And, and, and what am I teaching them? Pick up a card, move, right? Yes. Why not pick, why not take a game where I teaches cooperation or it teaches, like you said, multiple choice, mm -hmm. a decision. Make a decision that's going to be the right thing. Or maybe it's the wrong thing, but at least it's engaging. I agree. I agree totally with that. Okay, so you said you have kids games, adult games. Family games. Family like, games. Okay. 
so they could just come in. So I think another thing, I think let's touch on what you were just saying about the intimidation. Why Why do people are scared of them? Because I think, is it familiarity? Is it, it is. Everybody or do the rules, monopoly. do you think the rules look too complex? What is it that you think that makes people intimidated? That I, it doesn't you know seem it's like... lack of knowledge. You, it's maybe that's the same it, yeah. Thing. It's, look... It's like, you know, you walk into a store, there's a wall, you walk into my store, there's two walls of games in front of you. You're like, where yeah. do I start? Yeah. I don't know any of these names, but we all know Monopoly. So we feel safe with Monopoly. Okay. But you know what? Monopoly's boring. I'm sorry, it's boring. Right? Yeah, and I insulted, been there, done that, got the I'm insulted every Monopoly fan in the world. <laughs> okay, they'll never come into my store. Yeah, the, I'm I'm, you're going to you're, get ready for some phone calls, Phil. Exactly. <laughs> Let but, me give you his number, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> But like I said, it's like if you come in, there's not it's just so much you can you can pull from. There's the internet. There's your friendly local game store owner. Half the people you know are playing these games. They just don't talk about it. Well, you know what? You hit on it right there. What you, what it is is that there are lots of game meetups in the area. There are uh, game stores, and the best part about the game store is they're not just there with shelves. You have they have opportunities to actually try out the game. Okay, yeah, you know they can be expensive, but once somebody has sat down and shown you how to play the game, that is totally worth it when you find that that's the kind of game you really want to play. Well, board games are forever. Right? Yes. I'm still playing the same game that I had when I was 15 years old. I still have that game. Oh, my gosh. I can play with my daughter, right? Oh, I, like, have... I don't even have it anymore, but I have, like, Dark Tower. Oh, that's the best game yes. ever. That was that, that was the tent pole. Thank you. I was just getting ready to say Hero, Hero Quest. Quest. I have them both. Yes, I have all the expansions as well, sadly. But, but you know, uh, it's, it's forever, but they sit there, and they're, like, in my store... And, uh, in my store, mm-hmm. when you walk into my store, I have... A rental section. Mm-hmm. You can actually rent games from my store. I mean, you where are you going to see that? Where you, you know, where are you going to be able to do that? I mean, we go to a game There's store. You game try them. Do. I'm not the only one. I wish I was the only one, but I'm not the only <laughs> one. But you know, you, you can rent it. You can take it home. You can try it. Yeah. You can come into my store. I have tables in my store, and again, I'm not the only one. Right. You can come in, take from my library, sit down, play a game. Uh huh. Not only that, we have game nights. There's so many game uh, meetup groups. Uh, libraries have them. Um, schools have clubs, and they're all board game. My my daughter goes. To, uh, her local school has a gaming club. Right. Every Friday they get together after school for two hours and they play games. It's all over. It's all you can do is look for it. And those people want more people, and they want to teach you how to play the game. I want to teach you to play a game. Yeah, and that's what I'm about too. It's about I I organize board game groups to get together. And uh, meet up in churches, locations, and I like to teach. I enjoy playing them, but I get a bigger kick out of teaching them to see the people like the light go on when they say, oh, I get it. And then the best part is, is after they've played it, they go, I want to do it again because I know how to do it better. And then I know what I've done is, is the is you know, I've, I've worn them over on a game they probably never would have touched. Absolutely. Like I said, I, like for in my store, every Tuesday night, yeah, from 6 o'clock until 10.30, we oh. have a board game night. Right? Oh, you do? Okay. Okay. People come in, they sit down. We have a big library of over 150 games. They take the game down. Mm-hmm. Other people come in, they bring their games with them. These people want other people to play with. So oh. they're going to be as welcoming as I am. They're going to come in there and they're going to say, hey, you want to learn how to play this game? Because they want you into the game. They want people to play against. And not only that, understand, this is, you know, it's these games... You know, there, there's so much more than these other games. I mean, you know, you always have the banter during a game, right? Right, You yeah. always talk and everything. 
but also these games have that built into the system. I mean, you, there's, there's multiple cooperation games. We have to discuss what we're going to do. There's games like Catan where you have to trade, so you have to make... It's, it's not only socialization outside the game, mm-hmm. it's socialization within the game. Okay. Trading, thinking, making decisions, compromising, all the things you want to do, and, you know... Having fun, or you could just roll a dice and go around the board. That, uh, what well, sounds more fun? How would you like to spend your evening? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And that's just it. I mean, the games are. You know, there's so much out there. There's so many games are out there right now. So right. many meetup groups. So many, you know, organizations that are, are are just out there for you to take advantage of. Stores like mine, yeah, who want you in, want you to play these games, who want to introduce you to these things. You know, and. And it, it and the funny thing is, if you just talk to some of your friends, I'm telling you, they have Ticket to Ride on their shelf and they're playing it with their kids. You don't even know. <laughs> they're, they're those gamers. are closet gamers. You're closet talking. Gamers, <laughs> lots of closet gamers. <laughs> yeah. But it's great, and I, you know, and again, it's a, it's a. It, I, I've been doing this for 23 years. I've 23. Had 23 years. Dude. You know, oh. I've had a game store for 23 years, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I mean, it's nice getting up in the morning and going into a job that I really, really enjoy. Yes, that's exactly why I do the way I do. It's like, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere as far as the work that I do, but you know what? I love every minute of it. I absolutely have the best time with it. I'm with you on that, Phil. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Hey, no hey uh, I really appreciate the visit. Go and see my bu- my buddy Phil over at Game Masters over in Pittsburgh. Be sure to stop and tell him that Ellen from Geeks Unite sent yeah, give you. Him my phone number. Now you can give him my phone number. And his phone number now, but now that now after he get, said now, and now cursed the world. The monopoly people forget what I said. <laughs> now his phone number is... 412-367-4414. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was a great job, Ellen. Great interview. Um, made some valid points there. Yeah. Go buy a board game right now. Do it. <laughs> shoots and ladders, baby. Shoots and ladders. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, thus ends Ellen's board game reviews. Thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. This is Jonathan saying, you stay classy wherever you are.